The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew podcast where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Uh, today's reading is another excerpt from Seneca's letter number one on using and wasting time, uh, which we read in its entirety uh, two days ago, two episodes ago. Uh, today's excerpt is one line, which is, What man can you show me who places any value on his time, who reckons the worth of each day, who understands that he is dying daily? So um, here he is focusing on the fact that people are not good at, uh, at, uh, you know, reckoning the value of each day. And when I read that, I associated to a, uh, a Pasuk in Tehillim, uh, Perik Tzadi in Psalms chapter 90. Um, and, uh, I, (laughs) I, I have to admit, I have not learned this in context in a very in a while. Uh, in fact, uh, thinking about this has made me want to choose this as the next parak I take up in my Tehillim Shear on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So um, stay tuned for that if you're interested in in learning this in context. But just if you look at if you take it out of context, uh, here's a, a puzzle that seems to be very relevant. Okay, the puzzle says this is puzzle Yudbeis twelve. Limnos yamenu kein hoda vinavi levav chachma. Uh, and this is talking to Hashem, uh, teach us to count our days that we may attain a heart of wisdom. So the Ibn Ezra explains uh, on that Pasuk, um, so translation is, um, he says, this is similar to the Pasuk uh, in Tehillim 39.5, uh, make me to know my end. And, <coughs> excuse me. And he says, give us the mind to know the number of our days, meaning to know how few they are, uh, how few our days are, so that we may get a heart of wisdom within us or in us. So what would you say is the difference between... Um, the Jewish take on this idea of teaching us the value of our days and Seneca's idea, uh, again, just judging by these two texts alone. Um, and the, the hint is what is missing from Seneca's letter? Uh, and the answer is, uh, is, is purpose. <laughs> okay. In other words, Seneca is very, very big on, um, on, you know, uh, talking to Lucilius about how, how much time he's wasting and how there are good and bad uses of time. Let me just read this uh, first part of the letter again. He says that, um, da, 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 da. Uh, he says, uh, furthermore, if you will pay close heed to the problem, you will find that the largest portion of our life passes while we are doing ill, a goodly share while we are doing nothing. And the whole while uh, we are, are doing that, uh, which is not to the purpose. So the funny thing is he never says what the purpose is. He never says by what measure, by what value system we say that you're doing good or doing ill. And I, I'm not saying that Seneca doesn't have a value system. Uh, obviously, he does. Um, I, I wouldn't at this point know how, to, how he would answer this question. But it is funny that like in, you know, uh, in the uh, in his letter to Lucilius, he just chastises him for wasting time and not doing what is to his purpose. But he never says what the purpose is, you know. Um, and maybe, maybe developmentally, maybe that's a, uh, uh, a legitimate move. In other words, maybe the first step you have to do is, you know, recognize that there is a problem that you are being careless with your time and that you're wasting it. And then, and then once you, uh, once you have that awareness of, 
of, uh, of, you know, how careless you're being, then you can start to think about, well, what should I use my time for? You know, this is, um, uh, speaking of Tehillim, another Pasuk in Tehillim, uh, you know, Sur me rav ase tov, uh, that the, or, the order of operations is first remove yourself from bad and then do good. Uh, so you could, you, you could, you could, you know, you could view it in that way. But I, I just find it interesting that in Tehillim's presentation, it's saying, teach us to count our days so that we may attain a heart of wisdom, which is, you know, that's what we view as our purpose, right? Is, uh, is being involved in, in seeking knowledge and living a life of knowledge and, and, uh, and, you know, doing actions which contribute to our ability to pursue knowledge as an end. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the, the puzzle is very clear, especially with the Ibn Ezra. And then once I was thinking about this Ibn Ezra on Tehillim, I also recalled another Ibn Ezra, which I, I'm sure I've quoted at least once or twice in another episode. I don't remember which one it was, uh, which is the Ibn Ezra's commentary on Koheles, uh, Gimel Yodalaf, on Ecclesiastes 3.11. So uh, that Pasuk says, uh, and it's a very cryptic Pasuk, Es hakol asa yafe bi'ito, gam es haolam nasan blibam, mibli asher... Lo yimsa adam es hamas esher asa elokim mirosh v'atzof. So um, the word olam here uh, is the the biblical Hebrew meaning of olam, meaning eternity, not the rabbinic Hebrew meaning of world. So Ibn Ezra explains. Um, he oh sorry, let me, I didn't translate the pasuk. So the pasuk is God has made everything beautiful in its time and has also placed eternity in their hearts, meaning in the hearts of man, so that man will not find what God has made from beginning to end. So Ibn Ezra explains, the meaning of the phrase, he has also placed eternity in their hearts, that human beings busy themselves as though they will live forever. And because of their busyness, um, they will not contemplate the work of God from beginning to end. Now, I'm not going to talk about what this means in the context of Kohelas. I just want to talk about the phenomenon that Ibn Ezra is pointing out here, that um, that God has implanted within the human psyche uh, the immortality fantasy, the, the feeling that you're going to live forever. And just like a student who is given uh, an assignment for a final paper that's due at the end of the semester, uh, and then therefore procrastinates because the, the due date is, is very far off. Um, so too, because we feel like we're going to live forever, we push off the task of, of being involved in Chachma and being involved in knowing God's work from beginning to end, you know, in, in, in studying uh, reality, uh, you know, the creation. Um, and so, um, so, uh, again, Kohelis deals with the question: of, Well, why did God design man like this? It seems like a, a, a you know, like he's, he's uh, torturing man. Um, but but the fact remains that this is this is the big one of the biggest obstacles to us using our time wisely is uh, is the fact that we feel like we're going to live forever. Um, I'm also reminded of uh, of the one of my um, favorite quotations from uh, Thoreau's uh, Walden. Uh, which I also believe I've, I've uh, quoted here. He says, uh, think also of the ladies of the land weaving toilet cushions against the last day, not to betray too green an interest in their fates, as if you could kill time without injuring eternity. <laughs> you know, so again, I mean, look, this is a huge theme, you know, read Seneca's essay on uh, on the shortness of life uh, for some real uh, poetic uh, uh, exposition on this idea. But the, the point I'm trying to make in this episode here is that it's not enough to say, 
think about how you use your time and realize how much time you're wasting. You also need a value system, a definition of what would be a proper use of time. And, and in Torah, the answer is very clear, which is using time to be involved in the pursuit of knowledge, either as an end in and of its own right, or to, to uh, be involved in that which facilitates or leads to your ability to be involved in knowledge, because that is, uh, 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 to, to quote Kohelis, is zekel hadam. <laughs> you know, um, that is the, uh, the sum of man. Um, okay, so I think that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, if not, I'll save it for a different episode. Uh, that is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. The link is in the description. Um, and and uh, just uh, just for the sake of transparency here, um, today's the day I get my invoice from um, from Buzzsprout, which is the podcasting uh um, site that I use to host uh, this podcast. So this particular podcast costs on average $27 a month, uh, to, to host. So just, you know, I, I want to just make it clear that that's why I say that like, you know, $3 a month, uh, can go a long way. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, and, you know, just to cover the basic costs of the podcast. And uh, again, like, you know, the reason why I started the Patreon in the first place is because I am, you know, I'm doing this, I'm producing this extra content uh, instead of of tutoring, which would really be a more uh, lucrative um, endeavor. Uh, but I, uh, my 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 goal here is to make Torah uh, ideas available and accessible to everyone, and uh, and uh, you know, and and this is really what where my passion lies. So thank you to my Patreon uh, to my patrons for for making that possible through my Patreon.